everyone. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to our podcast. We are doing a deep dive into SMU's MBA program. That's the Cox School of Business at Southern Methodist University. And we have two guests with us today, Stephen Sweeney, who is the Assistant Director of Admissions, and Lisa Tran, who's the Managing Director of Corporate Relations and Strategic Partnerships. So let's just start off with the most obvious question. What makes the MBA at SMU unique? Sure, John. I'll take that. So again, everyone, I'm Stephen Sweeney. So a few things we wanted to hit on, and one of those is definitely Dallas and DFW, because that is a differentiator for us. Not many business schools, especially in the top caliber, are located in our city, which is very growing and fast growing. Um, another area is the next generation curriculum. So I'll just focus on, there's three main pillars, leadership, analytics, and experiential learning. And since we are focused mostly on the DFW area for this podcast and the advantages that come with that when you're a student, I'll focus mostly on that third pillar. So the Cox School is very heavily involved in the DFW community from startups, nonprofits to Fortune 500 companies. And I've brought a couple examples with me. Obviously, if you come to SMU Cox, the degree travels. If you wanted to go on the East Coast, West Coast, that is certainly feasible. But again, as a student, since the DFW region continues to grow exponentially year after year, between 10 and 20%, companies continue to move down here as well. It is a great opportunity for students to take advantage of that during their two years, or we also have a one-year MBA program as well. So things like Simon Mack is one of our professors who oversees the Carruth Institute of Entrepreneurship. As a student, you'll be able to work directly with startups in the DFW area. We also they host the annual Dallas 100 Awards, which honors the fastest growing privately held companies in Dallas. So again, great opportunity for networking, which I think is pretty unique for SMU to be that heavily involved in the community. There's practicum projects with nonprofits in the, in the area. So one example, students are working with the Texas Scottish Rite Hospital now on a supply chain and cost analysis project. There's a private equity practicum where you get matched up with a local VCPE company. And then really our students are able to visit companies on the Fortune 500 level. So recently, students went over to AT&T. Um, so just you can see there's a great mix of startups, smaller companies, PE. Dallas is a great market for real estate. So there's a lot of uh, students who are taking advantage of that, as well as our business leadership center. So we bring in a lot of various speakers very easily because they're already in town um, for some networking events. And they speak on various topics like the Guggenheim partner came in recently Wildcat Ventures is a female-owned real estate firm that recently came in. And because we are in Dallas, there are a lot of alums in the area, and students have the ability to really be mentored by these individuals. And a lot of times, they are coming back to recruit students to their particular companies. So we have something called the Associate Board Mentorship Opportunities as well. So those are just a couple of highlights. I'll pause there, John, and see if there's any follow-ups, or we can go deeper into any of those areas. Yeah, are these experiential projects part of courses or are they part of the overall curriculum, like a separate course? Great question. So it, it is a mix. So some classes are more practicum based. Um, and so you'll see as part of the syllabus, they have, and some are actually application based. So you would apply to be part of them. So for example, the practicum project with nonprofits is on top of your classes. So not part of a class, but then the private equity practicum is actually an application based class. So it definitely varies. Um, and students will have that ability to either do things on top of their class or take particular classes that focus on the experiential learning. Right. And, and what are you doing in the area of business analytics? Because that's one of your third pillars of the next gen curriculum. 
Yeah, great question. So uh, really, it's integrated across the curriculum. There are quite a few classes that focus on data analytics, but even in any of your classes, human capital, marketing these days is heavily uh, data analytics focused. So we do everything across the curriculum. It's also not just being able to analyze the data, whether that's using R or SQL or Python or getting your more technical skills. It's also being able to tell your story with data in a persuasive way, right? A lot of our students are coming out. They're not necessarily going to be the ones potentially doing a lot of the Excel analysis or, you know, an R and things like that, but they need to be understand enough to be able to manage those teams and tell the story. And so a lot of it focuses around that side of things as well. And you have several centers, or you call them institutes, one in energy, which is obvious for Texas, one in real estate, which is also obvious given the growing nature of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and then one in customer engagement. How do those uh, centers or institutes integrate with the curriculum and contribute to it? Yeah, so each of them has a faculty director or advisor associated with them. And so they are really up to the student how they want to take advantage of them. So the Folsom Institute of Real Estate, heavily uh, awesome institute that we have here at SMU, Joseph Cahoon uh, oversees that. And so he is very plugged in with the real estate community, again, for projects as well as bringing in guest speakers. The Briarly Institute uh, is also an amazing institute that we have here that focuses really on, as you said, customer engagement, loyalty. There are specific projects that students can work on that come directly through the Briarly Institute. Um, And so that's a great opportunity for students to get involved, as well as the McGuire Energy Institute, as you mentioned as well. And those are just a couple uh, or three of them, but we also have many more that students can take advantage of either directly with the faculty member or through particular classes. Now, you also, Stephen, have something called, and this intrigues me, the MBA on Bridled Ventures Project. What's that? That's another opportunity. And as you can see, right, a lot we're not wanting our students, and like many top MBA programs, students shouldn't expect to come to SMU Cox, hit the books 40 hours a week, and, and that's that, right? We'd much rather have students who are interested in taking what they learn in the classroom and immediately going to apply it in real terms, you know, whether that's in DFW or virtually globally. Um, so students can expect when they come here, again, to get that third pillar of our curriculum, which focuses on that experiential side. This is also another opportunity where students work in teams to develop a business plan and product, and then they pitch it to local VCs. So students who are interested in either like product management, or entrepreneurship, or potentially starting their own business when they graduate, this is a great opportunity to dip their toe in there, get some resources from other students, develop their product, and then get feedback from local venture capitalists in terms of whether the idea was good, not good, um, and just being able to take it from there. So that's another great opportunity for students as well. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then there's the GLP. What does that acronym stand for, Stephen? Yeah, that's our global leadership opportunity. So those are... blowing this out outside of DFW. So those are integrated into the program where students would go on a global trip and do a consulting project associated with uh, that particular area. So typically they're consulting trips. They're a requirement of the project. Destinations are can vary year to year, but we've recently gone to Brazil, Shanghai, London, um, and Prague and Israel, Tokyo. So across the world, there typically are various opportunities throughout uh your two years here, if you do the two-year MBA. And so those are just another great opportunity to really get that global exposure and do a consulting project for a company that's located outside the United States. 
And these are typically what uh, a week long or ten day long immersion. Exactly, exactly. So typically over it depends on the program, but typically over spring break, um, and it would depend on the trip. But usually you're going to one country, maybe two, over a week to ten days. In in terms of developing leadership capability, I know that there are, are a lot of mentorship opportunities at SMU, right? Correct. So I think something unique to to SMU is we have a formalized mentorship program, which is a little bit different, I think, than some schools. So it's called the Associate Board Mentor Opportunity, where we have a list of different folks who are in the community, and our students can really reach out to to develop relationships with those individuals. Typically, we leave it up to the student to how they want those mentor relationships to go. It could be meeting for coffee once a month, discussing strategy. It could be long-term career planning, but it is a formal opportunity for students. And it's not just sort of a database that we give students and say, reach out. These are individuals who have been vetted, who have agreed to be mentors. And so that's a great opportunity, again, for our students to really get in the community. They have the resources of our career management team and our student affairs team in terms of what classes to take. But this allows them to sort of take that longer strategic vision of their career and get that more executive level coaching as well. Right. And of course, one of the interesting things I think about SMU is obviously its location. You mentioned this earlier. Um, And the predictions are that Dallas-Fort Worth could see the biggest population surge in the country this decade, uh, with its population projected to grow by nearly 18% by 2029, which is pretty remarkable. The other thing that's kind of remarkable about that is why it's growing. Uh, Lisa, you're very well connected with the corporate community. Give us a sense for what's behind all the growth. Yes, thanks, John. Um, a lot of the growth, and even before the growth, I think you know it's really we're at the center of the country. Uh, we have two robust airports, so location really does matter. And whether we need to, if corporations um, need to fly outside of the country or within the country, we're within three and a half average hours of um, flight time since we're right in the middle. So location does matter. And then the next piece is we have the industry diversity. And what's unique about the DFW area, and I think what you know different industries and companies are really thinking about when relocating here or expanding in the area it's, you know, we're the hub of many industries. So examples are, you know, technology. We mentioned real estate and Stephen talked about real estate, but retail, uh, CPG, we have two large airlines headquartered here, um, the automotive industry, and then also a very robust entrepreneurship community. So I think a lot of the growth is, you know, obviously tax implications um, are really great, both from, from the cost of living standpoint, but but also for businesses, we're a very business-friendly environment. So those are some quick highlights. And then, you know, the partnership that we have with um, the business community from a higher education standpoint, uh, we like to call ourselves, you know, the once you're connected to SMU Cox, whether you're a corporate partner or an alum or even a mentor, we like to think of our partners as allies for life and being that hub of lifelong learning, um, being centrally located. We're right in the heart of Dallas. So the just proximity and location uh, is really driving that growth. And you know, our university is also expanding, not just in population, but in, in not 
in population, but in um, in programs and relevant programs. And I know that there are a number of California companies that are moving their headquarters to your area as well. Mm-hmm. And you already have 23 Fortune 500 companies, I understand. Yes, we do. Three, uh, 23 Fortune 500 companies and then three Fortune 10. So, and that number continues to change and it's probably outdated by this time, but you know, the, the most recent statistics, yes, that's, uh, that's the number. So when you think about the connectivity, you know, having that presence of the large companies here really helps uh, with the experiential learning as Stephen really talked about and the projects and the real world projects from these corporate partnerships is what really makes our city unique and what makes our school unique. Yeah. Of course, those partnerships, I imagine, lead to uh, internship offers for your two-year MBAs and ultimately job offers when uh, your MBAs graduate, right? Yes. It's both and uh, and inclusive of that. And definitely, as we think about the the audience, um, you know, if, if you're not from the area, we definitely tell our prospective students and even our current students, you have to leverage these experiences while you're here. And the opportunity and really the the biggest benefit of choosing a program like ours is how connected we are with the corporate community because we are a large city. Um, And the stats that we mentioned before with 23 Fortune 500 companies and then three Fortune 10, um, we also have a lot of growing middle-sized companies too. So when we think about um, the connectivity and the internships that potentially could lead to full-time opportunities, some of these projects and internship projects may or may not lead to a full-time, but you know, that's the focus obviously is from those partnerships, but let's say you have an opportunity over the summer or even within a course that can help you fine tune some of these skills. That's the biggest benefit of being in our program. And again, going back to the location. So whether or not you want to stay in the DFW area, there's always room for growth and sharpening those skills. Right. Sure. And you know, having those close relationships with uh, corporate partners in an area of the economy that's booming is a very big plus, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, in a way, the Disneyland of corporate America today, uh, given the growth that's going on there. But you also have consortium partners. Now, in addition to your corporate partners, so explain that. Yes. And, you know, my title is very long. One piece of it is really the corporate relations and the corporate engagement. But when we think about strategic partnerships, it's beyond the corporations. So an example could be the Dallas Regional Chamber, uh, which is very robust in the programming that they have. And we have beautiful facilities here. And again, we're centrally located. So we have the opportunity to host some of these events. An example would be uh, you know, uh, the Power Leadership Forum that's focused on women professionals who are wanting to grow their leadership soft skills. So these are executives that are in our backyard that come and give their time in uh, breakout sessions and, and workshops. So these opportunities are available to students. And that's what's really important for my department in corporate engagement and strategic partnerships is it's not just to host events, it's events that can really enhance the student experience while they're here. 
So the networking opportunities are really great. And then also from a soft skills, you know, we mentioned, uh, you know, leadership as one of our foundational pillars. So my job is really focused on how can we really bring that to life? Uh, We host leadership forums and symposiums that are really geared towards connecting the corporate community. And when we think about our MBA students, that's a part of the corporate community as well. Um, As they graduate from our programs, they're going to be that ally for business and ally for uh, the community. And we want to make sure that those experiences are happening while they're here as a student. Now, Stephen, you for a while were over at Austin. And so you've been in Dallas now, I think for a little over a year only. Tell me what, what it's like. What's it like to live there, experience the place? And what do you, and from also from the perspective of uh, a student as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, I think it really starts with SMU and in, in the location. And so as we think, we are really located in, in the center of Dallas, which is a big advantage. So you can be on a residential campus, which typically wins awards for one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. But also at the same time, see the skyline of Dallas, you know, from from through the trees. And so you'll have the benefit as a student of really being, again, in a beautiful residential feel, but in a very major urban center. And so I think that's relatively unique for a lot of different universities. Uh, it's also, you know, a division one school. So there's there sports and things like that. Um, we, again, students like to, to do that networking at tailgates and, you know, have that opportunity. And then really there's all sorts of other neighborhoods, whether it's uptown or things like that, where students can, can feel not super urban, but also have a, the you know, new restaurants, new food, new entertainment, music, things like that. So I think it's really the best of both worlds that students get while being able to take advantage of such an urban environment, but also having that more residential feel where we're in you know, a beautiful neighborhood of Dallas as well. So Stephen, who is the best barbecue in Texas? Dallas? <laughs> I, I will say Dallas. I am not a huge barbecue fan, so I'm not the best, but uh, I'll go Dallas. <laughs> that's that's great. Now, give me a sense uh, for who is best suited for your accelerated program versus your two-year MBA program. Yeah. So I, I think like a few schools around the country, we have both a one-year format of our MBA that starts in May 12 months, you graduate the following May, as well as your more traditional two-year format, where you'd start in August, do your internship over the summer, and then graduate the following May. So both are are great opportunities for for students. Typically in the one-year program, we're looking for students who don't necessarily need that internship because it's not not part of the program. So students who are in just a couple profiles, but it's, it's pretty broad, someone who's not looking to make a major pivot, right? So someone going from accounting to finance or someone going from supply chain to consulting. Typically, if you're looking to go like as an educator in the classroom, as a teacher looking to go consulting, you most likely will need that internship. And so the two-year program will make the most sense from that perspective. So, but same degree, it's all, it's a Cox SMU MBA, regardless of what, what format, same faculty, there's both the global leadership program opportunity 
You can concentrate in a specific area, whether that's data analytics or human capital or um, supply chain in both programs. So from a curriculum perspective, they are slightly different, but there's still a vast opportunity in electives throughout both. Um, so the one-year program is by no means like a lockstep program where students don't get an opportunity to take some of those electives. So the one year is a great chance for, for a great ROI because you're not out of the workforce for two years. Uh, the tuition is lower, obviously, because you're here for less time. Um, and so for students looking to, to really accelerate their career, either and make that small pivot, that's where the one year comes in. And then obviously the two year is a strong program and wonderful if a student is looking to, to really make a slightly larger pivot. And Stephen, the size of your incoming cohorts in each of these programs is is fairly small and intimate, right? It is. And that is a differentiator for us as well. So typically we're around 40 or so students for our one-year MBA program. So there's definitely no, no hiding, right? So everyone, there's no weak link. Everyone is extremely strong, rock star in the program. The career management team will certainly know you by name. They will even know if you showed up to a certain industry event with a company or not, and they will get on you if, if they think you should have showed up, right? If that's your goals. <laughs> in the two-year program, we're typically around 65 students. And so again, really intimate program for, from a two-year perspective, which we like. A lot of students are choosing us over other larger programs because of that personalized more family feel, whether that's with faculty stopping you in the hallway, asking about how you are as a person, not just about the homework, the career management resources. You are not one of 100 students all looking to recruit for the same consulting firm. So we're finding organically some of that competition is lowered um, for our students, which is a great opportunity. And so, yes, we typically come in around 65 and for the two-year program, which which is interesting. And, and I think it's also a little bit different from some other programs in the sense that we treat the Cox MBA portfolio really as a portfolio. And so you can be a full-time two-year student in classes with the one-year students in classes. If you take an evening class with the professional PEMBA students. So it's not a siloed approach that we necessarily take, which is why we can come in at that intimate size, but still have the scale where companies want to come here and, and be very active on the recruiting front. Right. And are there concentrations in the MBA programs? There are. So in both the one year and the two year, you can certainly concentrate in different areas, things that are uh, everything from business analytics, energy finance, management, marketing, real estate, uh, strategy, supply chain. Those are not all of them, but definitely a significant number of them. So there are the opportunity to take those electives and really as a roadmap guide your either one year or your two years. It's it's not a major, again, it's not on your diploma. It's much more of a, of a guide for you and to really customize your own degree. And then you could choose really not to concentrate in anything if you take a couple classes here or there in multiple areas, or you're really looking to improve one of your weaker areas or you know double down on some of your strengths. Right. Now, I always think the best way to really figure out if you're a good fit for a program is to visit. But of course, yep. we're still in a pandemic yep. and some people are reluctant to travel, although yep. uh, it seems to be winding down. I'm crossing my fingers when I say that. Yep. Um, if do, how, What do you think the best step is for someone who's interested in your program? Yeah. So we have not set up formal on-campus visits, but if certain someone is in town or they would like to come in, we're certainly happy to host them. So we can do a tour and things like that. Um, for the most part, a lot of our opportunities are virtual, which you know we found over the last couple of years has been 
a great opportunity to equalize some of the things for people who either can't afford to visit, can't take time off of work, or across the world. Um, so there's definitely a lot of virtual options, but we definitely, if people are around, we would encourage them to visit us in person as well. And we also have a lot of one-on-one -on -one chat opportunities with our team and the admission staff. So everything is online. So if you would like to just really register online and have a 30-minute one-on-one, we could talk resume, we could talk one-year, two-year, we could talk all sorts of other opportunities within the MBA portfolio. So really the best way is to, to get on the website and register for one of our many events. Yep, that's great advice. Now, are you requiring uh, a GMAT and GRE these days or are you test optional or are you waiving? <laughs> we are test optional, so no waiver required. Um, we are typically seeing, uh, it's hard to say, but around 50 or so percent of our applicants are applying without a test score. And that, that applies for GMAT, GRE, EA, TOEFL, IELTS. Um, and so we truly are test optional. There's some wording on our website that we've developed. So, you know, just making sure we're as transparent as possible, totally fine to be test optional. Um, however, if your GPA is a little bit lower or if you have a little bit less work experience than our average work experience, you know, a, a test score can certainly help if you take it yep. seriously, if you study, if you perform, it is an additional data point for admissions committee. Um, and, you know, it's an additional data point that we would evaluate for scholarships as well. So test optional, but there's definitely some good wording and we want to be as honest and transparent with our applicants that it also can help if, if, it, if you do well. That's great. Now, if I want to come to Dallas and check it out myself, Lisa, what's the one thing I shouldn't miss in Dallas when I'm there? <laughs> well, unlike Stephen, I'm actually a huge barbecue fan. So I would uh, have to, uh, there we I, go. I, I have to throw in my favorite barbecue place and please <laughs> it's Pecan Lodge in Deep Ellum. So not mm -hmm. only will you get great barbecue, but there's a good, you know, music like music scene. You know, there's some great dessert. You can just walk up and down those nice shops. So it's an added bonus. Um, now, if you're not a barbecue fan, then there's also other really great options for sushi and all that. So Deep Ellum is a really great area. So I would recommend um, Deep Ellum for that, you know, eclectic uh, vibe in Dallas. Terrific. Now, Stephen, I can't let you go without giving a recommendation to those who want to visit. What is your recommendation to do in Dallas? I'm a huge fan of the Katy Trail. So like outdoors, have a young family. And uh, so you can find us a lot of times really on that Katy Trail. And there's a place called the Katy Trail Ice House oh. that uh, you can stop in and, and grab a beverage. Very nice. I like that. All right. There you have it. So SMU's Cox School of Business, two MBA programs, not only one. They're offering the next-gen curriculum based on leadership, business analytics, and experiential learning, a lot of experiential learning projects uh, so that you do not only uh, sit in a classroom and discuss cases, but actually do assignments and projects, which I always think makes an MBA program so much more worthwhile. And the other benefit, obviously, is the incredible growth that Dallas-Fort Worth has already been through and is expected to have through the uh, next decade uh, is clearly one of the most dynamic uh, areas in the American economy and will be for, for quite some time. So thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Lisa, for joining us today. Really enjoyed our conversation. Likewise. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you, John.
All right. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. You've been listening to our podcast on SMU's Cox School of Business. Thanks for listening. 